Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And to give everybody an update on the website, the Ultimate Multiple Powder, we finally got our batch finished, and it's back in stock. Brand new batch, just off the press. The Ultimate Multiple Powders, you guys know we were running very, very low on it. We actually ran out. We now have it back in stock, and we have it on sale, basically for uh, sale this month for 15% off. So it's on the front page of the website, so be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com, the Ultimate Multiple Powder. Probably, in my opinion, one of the best multivitamins uh, anywhere on the market. I'm not just saying that because I'm biased, because <laughs> I make it. I mean, we made sure the level of ingredients, the quality, and the dosages are far beyond anything else. And the quality is bar none one of the best in the industry. So be sure to check that out, healthmasters.com, the Ultimate Multiple Powder. And I know everybody is this kind of topic of discussion right now with what's going on. So I'm going to kind of give you my take on it, and I'm going to hand it to Dad and let him give you his opinion as well. Um, this whole thing with the Fauci emails is now starting to get a lot of traction. On alternative media, on social media, they can't censor it now because it's gotten so big. And I saw earlier, like on Instagram, hashtag Fauci emails or Fauci emails, the S, it has gotten basically hundreds of thousands of hits now. And people are starting to realize, you know, what the heck is going on? Why did this guy lie to everybody? And I hate to be the guy that says, I told you so, but... I told you so. <laughs> a lot of people are shocked on this right now, and I'm kind of like, you know, Dad and I have been literally said this since the beginning of last year when all this stuff started. He said nothing he says is making sense, and he keeps contradicting himself over and over and over again. And one of the things that, quite frankly, I'm surprised more people aren't irate with is the mask email that has gone circulation. Back in February of 2020, he was responding to Sylvia Burwell on basically masks. And he went on to say here, he goes, Sylvia, masks are really only for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected. The typical mask you buy at any store is not effective in keeping out viruses, which are small enough to pass through that material. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you're going to a low-risk location regardless. Your in instincts are correct. Money is better spent on medical counterparts such as diagnostics and vaccines. So he blatantly says right here the masks aren't for people that are healthy. If you're going to wear a mask, the only reason – I said this from the very start – if you're really sick and you have to go out for some specific reason, an emergency, and you're sick, it's a good idea to throw on a mask because it's going to help you, especially when you're coughing and stuff, from spraying particles everywhere. The whole reason why they pushed the mask narrative was, again, to figure out how well they could keep everybody reminded to stay in fear. If you're healthy, there was absolutely zero reason for you to wear a mask anywhere. And that was why I got in so many confrontations all last year. And people, you just need to put on a mask. No, why, why am I going to put a muzzle on when I'm healthy? I need fresh air. And that is the concept that eluded people because they came out with the, oh, it's the asymptomatic spreaders. Everybody that's not wearing a mask is potentially sick, and they're the ones that are spreading it. 
which we again found out months later was a complete and total lie. And the research showed that asymptomatic spreading literally was non-existent, essentially. Out of millions and millions and millions of tests they look at, they found that like 300 people were contagious while they were asymptomatic, so to speak. It was, it was nothing. So again, you have to start asking yourself the question. If they lie to you about all this and they continue to lie to us about the shots and they continue to lie to us about all the research that happened at Wuhan and all of it's coming out now, doesn't that kind of make you sit back and go pretty much everything they've been telling us is a lie just like I said for the last year? It does me. Now, I don't think this entire email dump that they got, I don't think this was accidentally timed. I think that a lot of the social media and a lot of the people that have basically been involved in exposing this have also been getting traction, like our show and the Hagman show. And I think they needed to throw a bone and basically throw a lamb to slaughter, so to speak, on the altar to give everybody something basically to talk about and expose when we already knew what was going on. There's obviously something in the works behind the scenes right now, because always remember when they're telling you what to look at, when they're telling you what to focus on, that means there's something else going on. This information should have come out last summer. This information should have come out when Zero Hedge got deplatformed online and got removed off YouTube and thousands of other alternative media sites got deplatformed off YouTube and Google because they even talked about the Wuhan virus being lab created through gain of function via NIH research funds. Remember, all these guys got kicked off last year. I watched hundreds of companies that I knew, as well as alternative media, get completely blacklisted and deplatformed because they simply talked about a few of these topics. Now we're finding out these topics were exactly what we exposed them to be. Now my next question is, why haven't the social media sites given a formal apology to all these alternative media companies that basically put out this information and relisted them and boosted them and put them on promotion now? Well, it's because that's not what the narrative's supposed to do. The narrative's designed to keep everybody focusing on what they want, and now they're continually pushing this India variant now. There's this new variant. And now this article came out from uh, – what was it here? From Key Spikes, who came out and said, the pandemic isn't over yet. This ominous warning from Moderna could shake up the COVID market. Now, now it's a COVID market. Yeah, you catch that, the title? goes on to say here, he goes, the bad news is we already know that some of these new strains are less susceptible to neutralization by our current vaccine. What does all this mean for Americans in the COVID vaccine market? The bottom line is that booster shots and new vaccines targeting the new variants will needed will be needed soon. Okay, so now you're starting to see what they have planned. More shots, more boosters, more fear porn, more control. Well, guys, I'm telling you right now, if the American populace actually goes for this again and takes the bait on another lockdown and another round of vaccinations, there's pretty much no help for the vast majority of the populace. I'm be honest with you right now. If they're that idiotic and they're that brain dead that they're going to continue to follow the lie after lie after lie after lie that we're told, I don't know what else more to say anymore. For some odd reason, individuals in some cases can't use their brain. I don't know what it is. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying there's deductive reasoning. God gave us reasoning skills. God gave us free will. God gave us the ability to make decisions. This is something that's really important. It's like I said the other day. 
one thing that animals have over us is they don't follow the dumbest, stupid, sickliest leader in the group. They pick the strongest, most aggressive alpha runs the pack every time. You don't see a lion all sickly and decrepit with his bones sticking out, running into tree limbs and chasing butterflies and falling over, vomiting, and the rest of the pack goes, oh, we, we need to follow that lion. That's the lion we need to follow. That, he's, he's the smart one. He's, he's the one that's you know really, really sick and decrepit. That's the one we need to follow. No, they just leave him to die. Survival of the fittest. Why in the United States now have we become so susceptible that we're literally willing to follow the most stupidest ideas like injecting an RNA research? There's reason why Moderna and Pfizer now are clamoring at the bits to get full approval from the FDA. There's been numerous articles now. I mean, they are like demanding they get full approval from the FDA. Here's the strange part. Emergency authorization use is good until the end of 2023. I pulled it up the other day. Their emergency authorized use is good until the end of 2033, December. Now, why, if they have such good results and they already have the emergency use, why would they be pushing Pfizer or why would they be pushing the FDA to give them full-blown approval of a shot that's only been out in the market for six months? Well, it's very clear. Apparently, under emergency use authorization, they don't get the full car blanc immunity of the 1986 Protection Act because it's not an approved vaccine. They get about 80% protection, but there's still an open door that opens up basically for lawsuits to them under certain situations because they are not pushing an approved vaccine. It's for emergency use only. Me and Steve found this out yesterday. We started researching it, and we were looking at the research, and he goes, this is why they're clamoring at the bits to get approval on a shot that's only been out for six months. They're trying to get it in the door and close the door because they're starting to see what's happening with the blowback, with what's going on with the VAERS reporting, what's going on with people all across the country getting sick, being hospitalized, young teenagers going into cardiac arrest, having all these basically inflammation problems with the heart. They see the writing on the wall. And they're doing everything they can to get approval on this shot, which absolutely should never have been approved for emergency usage with the short amount of time that it was tested. So, again, look at what they're doing behind the scenes and realize what's starting to happen. What do you think, Dev? You know, it's a really good summary. And I didn't realize that they're going to have a liability exposure because you've got – 15, 20,000 people dead, according to VAERS right now, and that's in Europe and in, here in the United States. And, and I want to really encourage everybody to talk, to listen to yesterday's show. Yesterday's show, Austin and I went into detail on who runs the planet, who runs the world. And you've got to understand it's BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, Bloodline families, the Benindi Elohim, they call themselves, who are doing this. And, and this is the group that is doing all of this, is to bring down the population of the planet. And I go into detail on yesterday's show, so please, if you haven't heard yesterday's show, it's kind of like a primer that you have to have as far as understanding who and why they're doing this. Fauci and Austin and I, and we have said this for a year and a half, he's a complete and total bobblehead. He's horrible. He's a, He never stops lying. He was directly involved with the HIV research and development of human you know, AIDS, HIV program. That's what he did. I mean, he was involved with all of it. 
He's as dirty and as black-hearted as they get. And it's all about money and notoriety for these guys. I mean, how much money does he have in Swiss accounts? I'm asking that question. I'm not making the accusation. Just question. How much money does he have in Swiss accounts that have been wired to him? He's that guy who's basically been the front guy. And now what's happened, exactly what you said, Austin. I mean, the major publishers that were putting out his book have stopped the pre-orders online because now they begin to realize that this guy has been basically been eviscerated. The exact same thing happened in 2016 before Donald Trump took office, about three, two, three weeks before the election, WikiLeaks, which I really wish those guys were still around, they released a whole bunch of stuff on Hillary Clinton and John Podesta and soul cooking and blood drinking and all of the sick stuff that these people were involved in from a satanic agenda they were in. And it went viral on alt media. I mean, it went everywhere. Hagman was talking about it. Hodges was talking about it. Everybody, Jeff friends, everybody was talking about it in depth and, you know, naming names, dates, places. And Hillary basically lost the election. Now, the reason she lost the election is WikiLeaks released it late enough. They could not go back in and reprogram all the algorithms and all the different precincts and all of the machines they had in place already that were set up for Hillary to win. And they fixed that with Biden. They gave him one what with research what we've done said it was one point two votes for every one vote he got, and Trump got point eight votes for every vote with a forty point spread. That's why Biden, even though he supposedly got eighty something million votes, was a complete and total lie. It never happened. Donald Trump won the last election. Now do I think Donald Trump's a good person? Absolutely not. Did I want Hillary in? Absolutely not. Do I want Donald Trump back in? Absolutely not. Uh, this morning, I had another talk show host contact me, and <coughs> excuse me, and he had just done an interview with Donald Trump. Excuse me, I got you some water. He had just done another interview with Donald Trump. I wanted me to listen to it, and I respectfully declined. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't listen to it. And he goes, Well, you know, he's going to be our next president. And I said, I hope not. And I said, To me, it looks like DeSantis is going to be president. And then he said, Well, DeSantis would be a good choice, but. If Trump wants it, Trump's going to get it, and the chance is going to have to go for vice president. I thought, okay. And then finally I told him, I said, look, Donald Trump gave us Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump basically brought us red flag gun laws over the country. Donald Trump basically has been neck deep in all of this stuff with Wuhan and Fauci and all the rest of it and refused to pardon the people on January the 6th. And, 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 I just listed it all sent him a voice text and said, this is what Donald Trump did. I don't want him back in the White House. He's completely and totally compromised as he was paid out of bankruptcy by Rothschild, Inc. in 1989 with Wilbur Ross. And I said, he's not who we thought he was. I said, the first year in office, they didn't have him to heal yet. They hadn't brought him in as far as what they wanted him to be and do. I don't think he even realized what he was involved in. But they got him to heal by the second by the second year. At the end of the second year, he was to heal. I remember I talked to one of the TV evangelists who had gone to the White House and who basically was there, you know, when they had the picture of Trump and them laying hands on him and praying for him. And finally, you know, he went there at six months into the White House and he, he was never brought back again, never brought back again. In fact, Trump pretty much didn't bring the key core people back in again. He only brought the ones in that he could control. That's what happened with Donald Trump. So the question is, do we really have somebody who could come in from this point and fix it? And my my response is, I don't think so. I really don't. Uh, you know, the only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. That's it. You say, well, that just seems kind of silly. No, no, I'm just being honest with you. 
And we have to start, you know, like Steve Maxwell said, you know, he works in the county, going against the county school board here in Polk County now. We've got to get back into the grassroots of this thing. We've got to tie these guys up in court. We've got to tie them up, you know, you know, in lawsuits because they've been put into place. And the, the guy who, the attorney who filed the lawsuit here in Polk County where we live, he said, how in the world do you get such a conservative, you know, county with such an unbelievably liberal school board? Well, think through this with me for a second. A very conservative county is going to raise little Christians. A very conservative county is going to be in church a lot. And they've got to find some way because we have one of the fastest growing counties in the state and the largest landmass of any county in the state of Florida. They had to find some way to come in and basically take the youth and turn their hearts and minds away from God and Jesus. That's what they've done with this liberal, liberal, liberal educational system. And we have to understand that. Now, mind you, I've had four children. We've raised four kids, you know, 18, 20, 22, and 32 with Austin. And if you ask me now how to raise children, I will tell you I have no idea. I don't. Quite frankly, I mean, they don't come with instruction manuals. But all we can do is tell them the truth and hold them accountable when they don't tell the truth and hold them accountable when they don't do what's right. That's all we can do. But when we have a school board and a school system indoctrinating them at a very, very young age, if you don't homeschool, to teach them to do what's wrong to start with and to basically stand against their parents and to become basically unbelievably disrespectful and rude to their parents and basically, you know, go the way of Baal and Moloch and Asherah, you're going to have a country do the exact same thing. And that's what we found ourselves in right now. We have warned you guys and warned you guys and warned you guys for a year and a half that all Fauci was doing was lying, that he was directly involved in the gain-of-function research out of Wuhan Laboratory along with Libra out of Harvard. We have gone into detail on shows about that, and now here we were right again. And it's not that Austin and I are clairvoyant. Okay, I don't want you to go there with that. It's that Austin and I spend hours and hours every single day preparing for this show and doing research, research, research. That's why if you listen to yesterday's show, you'll see how much research we both put into that one. A lot of research. So it's important to understand that. In fact, Rand Paul now is claiming that Fauci wanted to debunk the COVID leak theories because the U.S. invested, which they did, in the Wuhan lab and slams his incestuous relationship with British geologist Peter Daszak. Okay? So this is continuing to happen right now. Paul is continuing to slam and to discredit Fauci. So I really hope that somebody takes Fauci down. I mean, why is he still there? Why is he the highest paid federal employee in the United States? Why is he there when we see all of this collusion? Why hasn't Fauci stepped down and resigned saying, you know, I'm not going to be involved. I'm no longer effective as a spokesperson. He hasn't done that, has he? Why isn't Hillary Clinton in jail? Why isn't Bill Clinton in jail? And why did they allow Jeffrey Epstein to be, how should I say, displaced, because I don't believe he's dead for one second, and be taken out of jail because the cameras suddenly stopped working? What a bunch of weirdos. And these are the guys who run the world. So they're willing to do anything they want to do whenever they want to do it, including running all of these cyber attacks that they're doing right now. I mean, you think for a second. We've got cyber attacks happening all over the world right now with meat supplies, with fuel supplies, with power supplies. Are they basically live drills for what's coming later this summer? Are they, in other words, are they beta testing to see what's going to happen and how quickly the fuel runs out like it did in North Carolina? How quickly the food runs out like it's been doing all over the country and how the meat prices have gone through the roof? You know, think about that for a second. You know, uh, 
<laughs> there's a there's a, a man who wrote the book Dune, which a lot of you guys like the movie Dune. Some of you hate the movie Dune. My wife absolutely loathes the movie Dune. I think all my kids hate the movie Dune, but I think it's a pretty good movie. Really good books. Really good if you like science fiction. And here's what the Frank Herbert said, who wrote Dune. He goes, "Once men turned their thinking over to machines, in the hope that this would set them free, but that not only permitted other men with machines to enslave them, and it's true." And so what we have here is we've got all kinds of processing meat plants being closed, processing fuel plants being closed, and are they setting us up for another pattern that we've seen so many times there are live drills going on? Remember? Remember what happened? You know, it's the cyber polygon, cyber tech exercise simulations. Okay, and we learned overnight down detector users reported AT&T service across Baltimore, Washington, metropolitan area completely went down, widespread outages. And at the same time, Apple reported problems with this functioning of the Apple Card credit card system, a payment system that was affecting all users. Cyber Polygon exercise will focus on simulating the downing of global Internet as well as disruptions to power supply and control grids. That's right. In a couple of months, they're going to be running this big program to see just what's going to happen if all of these things happen at once. Why is there a pattern here? Meat packers and gas companies can be hacked, but not elections. Really? Okay. Okay. They're saying elections could be hacked, but the meat packers can. Any company big enough to be a cyber attack, cyber attack target is big enough to design workarounds. They never attack beyond meat, woke coal, or Procter Gamble, or they. How odd. Somehow Tesla doesn't have any semi-chip shortages. You won't see solar panel company hacked or a vaccine company hacked. Because why? The companies that are being hacked are being beta tested to cause the most damage that they possibly can if they take this cyber attack live and go past the drill phase. They want to know what's going to happen. Remember, our CIA, they're all about algorithms and beta testing. They need to know if they're going to be able to get enough supplies for fuel to fly their C-130 transport planes out of Afghanistan with heroin and landing in 1,000 lily pad bases around the world, if they start shutting off pipelines, can they still get the fuel? Can they still continue to run their mafiosa enterprises through the major drug cartels? Can they do all of these different things if they start doing these things? What happens when you drop this domino? What happens with the other dominoes? They want to know, and that's why they algorithm and beta test everything. I was talking to Doug Hagman yesterday. And he was talking about how we didn't have animal studies on the, you know, the spike protein injection device. And I said, yeah, we did. And he goes, well, they, all the animals died. I said, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the animal studies were a success. All the animals died. You know, no one lived to be old enough to reproduce. All the animals died. It's not like AIDS where people lived to be old enough to reproduce. All the animals died. Total success with spike proteins. You think, well, that sounds crazy. Well, remember, God warned us about all of this. I want to say this. I said it the other day. I've got a lot of positive feedback from it. I just want you to understand how this works. God is omnipresent. He's outside of our time space. When he looks down on our timeline, he sees everything as if it had already happened. He sees it all complete. He sees the beginning. I am the alpha and I'm the omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. He sees it all. So, 2,000 years ago, when John was on the Isle of Patmos, God looked down and saw the end of how this Antichrist is going to be taken out, you know, out of the third temple, 
That's why that was written in the book of Thessalonians. And he sees the fact that we're going to have the mark of the beast with 666 and can't buy or sell. So he tells John, through the Holy Spirit, write this down. Tell them what's going to happen. Tell them that the beast who had a mortal wound, that his wound was healed. Let them know what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you who this is. This is the synagogue of Satan doing this. The gods who worship Baal and Moloch and Asherah and Quetzalcoatl and basically the Druids. This is that group to consider themselves the benign de Elohim. This is that group. That's what he says. This is the group, the ones who worship Satan. They claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan, to use the exact quote. It says that twice in the book of Revelation. God's omnipresent. He saw what they were going to do, and he understands it. That's why Satan can never defeat God. God already knows what he's going to do before he does it. That's why God knows, if he chooses to know, if you're going to be saved or not saved, because he sees the entire timeline. I have a friend of mine. He, gosh, he was a strong Christian. In fact, he was a really strong Christian when I wasn't a Christian. And he's lost his faith. He lost his faith. And he told me the other night, I talked to him, because I'm trying to get him back into the fold. And I said, you know, God misses you, bud. I said, he wants all of us to come back to repentance. He wants all of us to understand who Jesus was and what Jesus did for us. And my friend says, well, the Christians out there right now, they're so compromised. They think Donald Trump is God. And I said, yeah. I said, I can't really argue with you, but a lot of them do. I said, it's really sad. They go, well, they look at him like he's an idol. And I said, you're right. They do. He's not. He's not, not, my, not my idol. But we've got to understand that the earth is being controlled by this evil group, and we have to fight it every step of the way. Because remember, guys, because we have an omnipresent God who's told us in advance what's going to happen, because we have an omnipresent God who entered into a blood covenant with us through Jesus, because we have an omnipresent God who shares a tiny percentage of omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotence with us, like a billionth of one percent or whatever we can handle without going nuts, because we have that, we have the ability to affect change. But we're going to have to do it at the local level. Because remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now, the next next response is going to be, well, he told us what's going to happen. He's omnipresent, and he wrote it down. Yes, we are going to have a mark of the beast. That's going to happen. But that doesn't mean it has to happen on our watch. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't mean it has to happen on our watch. That means we can fight every step of the way and say no, no, and no. That's why Austin was so adamant. And I've been so adamant about saying no to those stupid masks that don't work that people are still wearing, saying, no, we're not going to allow you to do this to us. No, we're not going to put these super unbelievably horrible people into the school board. No, that's what we have to do. And if we continue to do that, I believe we can delay this whole thing, at least for our children, maybe our children's children to get through this. If not, personally, if we can't stop it, if we don't get together and galvanize us, as far as the Christians, that's why I hate white people so much. We've got about max 40 to 50 years until we're completely and totally under a new world order, a one world dictatorship underneath the Kabbalists who wish to have 2,500 slaves each who basically want to have a 500 million population on the planet. And we will be there if we can't change it. So we have to fight every step of the way, and we need real men in the pulpit. Coach Daubemeyer wrote basically a really good article yesterday. I'll cover it in a few minutes about why we need real men back in the pulpit. And guys, it's so important that we have that. Tell your pastors to listen to this show. Tell them that they have to start telling you the truth from the pulpit. They have to. 
They have to if we want to save the United States of America. Also, what do you think and what's your next story? Absolutely. And one of the things you said a minute ago as far as with the mending with humans and machines, if everybody has noticed, that's where a lot of this entire this entire goal is starting to go now. Because if we know that almost everything that we are told was a lie, why in the world are we okay with COVID passports? Is that a question? Why are we okay with having to be tracked and data logged in order to enter a building? Now, I know there's a lot of places that still have banned it, many states, like the great state of Florida, Texas, Montana, Alabama, so forth. A lot of states have not. California, New York, which they don't surprise me. They always lead the way in being the stupidest states. I'm not talking about all the people. I'm just talking about their leadership, total blue communist. And what we're starting to see now is if all this was a lie, if everything else last year was a lie, if the lockdowns, if the need for an injection, if all this stuff was fabricated and manipulated, why in the world would we be okay with having our entire lives tracked, monitored, and approved for us to simply go into a store? Remember what I said last year when they started doing the track and trace apps? And people were, oh, I'm going to make sure I track and trace. And they, they monitored everywhere you went, who you came in contact with between your phone. These phones are just getting warmed up as far as the technology that they're going to start implementing into your daily lives. I mean, think about what you can do now just compared to, say, you know, 15 years ago. I mean, just think about it. I mean, cell phones were very prevalent in 2004, 2005. You know, and you had you know, the flip phone razor came out and all these fancy phones that we thought were so cool because they were actually light. You could make a phone call. You could text on them. Sometimes you could take photos. They look horrible most of the time, like a postage stamp. But then you came out and – now we've reached a point to where you can sit on your phone and adjust your thermostat at your house or watch your cameras on your phone from your home. You can sit there and Skype and Zoom and have teleconference calls. Now they want to monitor and have your phone to be basically your wallet, your life in order to enter things. The main reason they're doing this is they're trying to get everybody conditioned to making sure you have your phone with you at all times. Now, majority of people, this is already a custom. Majority of us have fallen prey to it most of the time. We always have a phone with it because we're always you know, getting text messages. We're always connecting to all the places, talking to everybody. But now, if your COVID passport's your digital passport on your phone, that in essence means you can't leave your home without your phone. It literally has to become an extension of you. You don't have the luxury of leaving your phone at home saying, you know what? I'm just going to detox from social media and from the phone for the day. I've done that numerous times. I mean, just, just, just disconnect. Just shove it off. You know, turn it off, throw it in the safe, go about your day. And quite frankly, when you do it, it's a very interesting feeling. It is. It's actually a very uh, weird feeling at first because you're like, oh, where's my phone at? Oh, that's right. I left it at home. You do that a couple times, and then by the second day, you're kind of like, oh, this is nice. I don't get bothered. By the third day, people start getting mad at you because they can't get a hold of you. <laughs> I'm just telling you know that. And then it's like, okay, i got to do something, especially if you're running a business. But in essence, that's where they're taking this now. That is why they're pushing so hard. And ironically, you know, as the United States has been pretty reluctant for this COVID passport, the EU now has hit the ground running with their digital health certificate programs. Seven nations in the EU bloc have gone live now 
with digital COVID certificate programs. Bulgaria, Croatia, Czechia, Denmark, Germany, Greece, and Poland. They're all hot. Full COVID passports. Pretty much in order to do anything, you have to scan your phone in order to get in, whether it be a store, whether it be a restaurant, everywhere. Well, what happens if you don't put it on your phone? Well, I don't know. They're not talking about that. What happens if you refuse to get a phone? What if you say, I'm free. I'm a free man. I want to travel freely on my way. I don't want to have a phone with me. Does that mean now in these states they're not going to allow you to enter a grocery store to get food? I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to find the answer. Obviously, this is a soft rollout, so they're kind of seeing how people are going to take it. But they're now saying, EU leaders have said now, they will make the digital COVID certificate program available in all 27 member states by July 1st. It will be tied into a cloud system created by T-Systems and SAP and hosted at the Luxembourg Data Center. That's interesting. So now you're going to have to have your COVID credentials, essentially, in order to go anywhere? Is that where they're taking this in the EU? It sure sounds like it. I don't see why they would have something like this so centralized for an entire country or countries in a block like this. So you have to ask yourself the next question again. Where are you going to allow this to go with you? How far are you willing to capitulate? Have we not done enough? Have we not appeased them already? Are they not entertained enough? I mean that sarcastically, with the lockdowns and the stupid face mask and the shutting down of businesses that needed to work and giving people free money to stay at home. And now, by the way, with over from what hearing the numbers that I've heard now, they're saying that anywhere, because I can't get the hard numbers yet, anywhere between 500,000 to over 100,000 businesses in the country now, in the United States, that – Pretty much we're completely out of debt, self-sufficient, no issues. They now have PPP loans, federal loans that they are now indebted to the federal government for money in order to stay afloat last year. And now a vast majority of them are having a hard time getting them written off because they did not meet every single guideline. Remember what I told you guys last year with those PPP loans? I said – if you really need this, if to really stay in business, and this is something that's basically do or die, and you got to get it, use it with discretion. But understand, this isn't going to be what you think it is. The whole program, the entire program was designed to do one thing, debt enslavement by the bankers again. you got to remember, a lot of these small businesses, they didn't really have any significant debt. You know, they may – Float credit cards every month and then pay them off at the end of the month and use credit lines, you know, to basically for inventory and pay them off. That's not really any significant debt. Now they have loans, full blown federal loans, some of them in the numbers of hundreds of thousands of dollars now that are now coming due and they're starting to have to pay them on. You know, some of them have relatively low interest, three, four, five percent, but nonetheless, it's still debt. You now have to dig yourself out of that hole to try to pay off another expense now while you're trying to keep your business operational. Now, what happens if these bankers decide, hey, guess what? These notes are coming due. Uh, we basically need full payment of these notes now because there was so much fine print in those loans. It was insane. 
And they, they brought the lie up to everybody and said, oh, well, they're going to be forgivable. If you meet all these obligations and you do everything we tell you to do exactly the way we tell you to do with the money, we're going to forgive them. About 70 to 80% of the people that got them, it was almost impossible to meet all the obligations because I looked at them. Dad and I looked at him. We the health master. We looked at him and said, oh, well, do we want to try to do this? And we looked at him and we said, you know what? I, we're gonna, we're just gonna roll the dice. We're not, I'm not gonna do it. I don't want to get in debt with these banker boys. This is what they've done now. Millions and millions of people now are saddled with all types of debt, whether it's credit card debt, whether it's PP loan debt, whether it be any kind of debt due to what happened last year. Wouldn't it have been easier just to say, hey, you know what? Everybody can still operate their businesses at your discretion. Use some health guidelines on this and, um, you know, be safe. Here's some guidelines that you should probably follow, but, you know, operate out of caution. Okay. Give the American populace the choice to do what they want because last time I checked, we were a free country. But we saw last year, well, quite contrary. We're not in the free country. When you have law enforcement going in and shutting down businesses at gunpoint because they deem them not essential, why, right across the street, Costco parking lot jammed to the gills with people piling in to buy as much crap as they can, like, you know, GMO food and Crisco and bulk gallon containers from Costco. Because why? Well, because Costco's essential. But you're not. Remember what happened to 10 Horn Flats in Burbank? They are still having their place fenced off. Look at how many Atlas Gym up in New Jersey. They've got hundreds of thousand dollars in fines. They're trying to come after them personally now and pierce through the LLC. Why? Because they called their bluff. They said, no, we're not shutting down. We're not closing our doors. We're not abiding by your demands. We're going to operate as free men. They broke no laws. There were no laws that were put in place by Congress. There was no premise or precedent to do what they did to try to shut businesses down that were completely healthy. And Remember, the businesses they shut down, they were not outbreak centers. They didn't come in and say, listen, we've had like 15 people that went to your store in the last day come into the hospital with COVID symptoms. We have a problem. They didn't do that. They just said carte blanche all across the board, blanket shut down, you're not essential, you're not essential, you're not essential, shut up and go home and take your free money. Well, that was all orchestrated now, as we've seen. So how far, my friends, and I asked that question, how far are we going to allow them to keep taking this? I know now, like I told you guys in Polk County, we've filed a lawsuit, and I found out last night. It, almost the entire Polk County school board is all blue in a red county, hence why they're doing what they're doing to these kids, which they're going to have a reckoning I'm telling right now. Polk County school board is going to have a serious reckoning here come pretty soon because this is not going to stop. There are so many people and parents that are absolutely irate with what they're trying to do with their communist agenda, and it's not just the mask. It's all the way to their queer, perverted, transgender ideology, all the way to their critical race theory, all the way to their common core, dumbed-down curriculum, all of this stuff. It's got to stop because the war is against the kids, and I've said this many a times. If they can get the children, if they can get the young kids, they own the country. It's done. Because in 10 to 20 years, when those kids start voting, when those kids start trying to go into political offices, when those kids start getting involved in businesses – it's over with because they will be so controlled, so mind-controlled, and so manipulated, they're going to do exactly what they were taught to do through their communist indoctrination camps, a.k.a. public school systems, for the last 12 years. 
So, again, my friends, please stand up and say no. Don't fall in line because somebody tells you to fall in line. If you decide there's something you want to do because you feel like it's in the best interest or you feel like this is what you want to do, do it. But understand who's influencing you. And understand that everything we were told now is a lie about COVID. And everything they're telling us about the vaccines being safe and tested is a complete and total lie. You don't even have to open up your eyes very far to realize that. Fight the fight and hold your convictions. Don't sway on them. We've had enough time now to figure out where your stance is. It's time to find your place in this. Last year, we all kind of got swung. Even though we knew what was going on, we got swung. And that's why we continued to tell people what we could find as quickly as we could last year. Like Dad and I said, wasn't that we were clairvoyant or anything. We just kept researching it. The information was right in front of us. Social media just decided they wanted to complete and totally blacklist everything. So it's time you pick a side. Remember what I said? There's no fence riding anymore with this. You're either on the side of goodness and righteousness and Jesus, or you're on the side of basically evil. There's darkness and light right now. There's a tipping point coming. There's not going to be, oh, well, I'm just going to sit in the middle, and uh, I don't want to have any conflict with people. Get over that. Conflict is life right now. Conflict is the only way to survive in this right now and continue to fight for your rights back. So that whole thing where we're just going to sit back and not have any conflict, those days are dead and gone. They do not exist. You just saw Biden the other day, bumbling buffoon Biden, get on and say white supremacy is the biggest threat to this country out of anything, not heart disease, not cancer, not Muslim indoctrination from the Middle East, not communism, not COVID, white supremacy. But ironically enough, I can't hardly find any significant numbers where white supremacist mass shootings and killings and all these things that allegedly are the biggest threat to the country, which technically that would have to be, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of murders from white supremacy groups every year in order to fit that criteria, considering the fact that cancer and heart disease trump all of things. But that's not the narrative, is it? He's got to keep the racial tension together because divided everybody falls. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian. If you're an American, you're an American. And we got to stand together and say we're not okay with what the bankers are doing to us. We're not okay with what the communists are trying to do to us. And we're not going to stand idly by and be quiet and pretend like we are. At least, at the very least, speak your mind and hold your convictions on what you believe, Dad. What do you think? I think you're exactly right. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, you know, leadership is always a lonely place. It really is. If you take a stand for doing what you know is right based on God's word, you're going to be castigated, especially in, in this world. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be made fun of. You know, look, look at nowadays. You know, we have all these people on these dating apps that are basically having free sex everywhere they go. You know, and a lot of these people on these dating apps who are having free sex everywhere they go, they're basically claiming to be Christians on the dating apps. And they say, oh, yeah, we'd love to go to church with you. We'd love to do this with you, blah, blah, blah. But then as soon as you take them out on a date, they want to basically both guys and girls – you know, have sex with you the very first date, and you think, well, what the heck? Are you supposed to be a Christian? Why, why are you doing this? Well, because the definition of Christianity has changed, and here's why it's changed. In the war, 
you know, when we have like a war, like, you know, we had the battleship Bismarck and we had, you know, the Amato and all these different huge battleships in the war, you know, all these other ships would cluster around the battleships for defending them. They really would because the battleships could just drop so much power so fast. It was unbelievable until, you know, air power started and we started having problems with all that. But here's the thing, you know, it's kind of like God's our battleship and he wants us to stay up tight, up close. In fact, he kind of wants us to be on decker behind the shielding. For him to take care of us, be underneath his wings. Shadow of the Almighty is what the word says, Psalm 91. And so that's what he wants us to do. The problem is the world has taught us, well, you know, we can go ahead and run around and do all these things and the world's doing it. And we can go get drunk and take drugs and have all these weird sexual liaisons and all this crazy stuff. And it's okay because the word of God really isn't the same yesterday, today, and forever. It was written thousands of years ago, and it really just doesn't understand what we're going through today. So what we're going to do is we're going to get in a dinghy, a dinghy, a little tiny boat, a little 10-foot dinghy, and we're going to row away from the battleship, and we're going to make sure, though, that we have a rope tied to the dinghy. So if we have to, we can get back to the battleship. And so they let the dinghy out, and they, they float back about three or four miles. And they say, I'm still a Christian. I'm still a Christian. I accepted Christ. Here's my dinghy. Here's my rope. There's God way over there on the horizon of my battleship, but I've got a rope tied to him. You think, wow, really? Yeah, that's what we've done, guys. And staying up tight, staying up tight and getting that dinghy back on the deck, staying behind the shadow of the Almighty, we've decided we're going to be okay with transgenders. And we're going to be okay with gays. And we're going to be okay with abortion. And we're going to be okay with preachers getting in the pulpit with jeans that are too small for them with holes in them with their shirts all pushed up and basically, you know, doing all kinds of weird stuff, you know, on their sidelines as far as what they do, as far as having affairs on their wives. We saw that in New York with the Hillsong Church. But it's going to be okay because he's wearing skinny jeans and he's trendy. So we get further and further and further and further away. I had a friend of mine just the other day, wonderful friend, known her for 50 years, almost 50 years, and she – is okay with abortion. She's okay. She claims to be Christian. She's okay with the gay stuff. It was in the school system for a long, long time. And I told her, I said, you know, you got your dinghy too far away from the boat. You're too far out. You got your rope let out too far. And, you know, I see, and this is the thing we've got to understand, guys. We've got to stay up tight to God. We've got to pray every day. We've got, and see, not everybody's going to get it. I got that. Not everybody's going to get it. And when you take a stand and you're a leader and you have to do what you have to do, a lot of people get mad. They really, really do. But we gotta keep the boat pulled up tight. We gotta, we really need to keep it on the deck. And we need to be in the shadow of the Almighty. And that's what Christianity is supposed to be. And then we go with a unified force. I mean, can you imagine you're two, three, four miles out on a rope and a squall line comes in? Well, you're gonna get swamped. You'd be lucky if you don't die out there. You're gonna drown because you can never get in fast enough. That's what people like to do with Christianity. They like to tiptoe through the tulips and not really be committed. I mean, we got to think about this. Look what they're doing right now with transgenders. We know from the research that we talked about earlier this week that this spike protein directly attacks the ovaries and the testicles. We talked about that in depth. Now, here's the problem. They want to start injecting these young children, like six-month-olds, with this spike protein. Now, remember, if you see a four- or five-year-old little boy or four- or five-year-old little girl, they kind of look the same. They don't have any sexual, secondary sexualist, sexual characteristics developed yet. They don't have a deep voice. They don't have broad shoulders. 
testicles haven't developed, breasts haven't developed, they kind of look hermaphroditic. be honest with you. They kind of look the same. Well, what happens if you have a six-month-old baby and you destroy testicular function and you destroy ovarian function? And now all of a sudden that boy or that little girl never goes into puberty. Yeah, what happens? Well, they never change. They always look the same. They become hermaphrodite. Is that the agenda here? The entire planet become hermaphroditic? To basically use test tube babies only and nobody gets to reproduce anymore? Is that what the thing is? It's going to be pushing us to the transhumanism? I mean, you say, well, they would never do that. Well, what about Gardasil? Hmm? What about Gardasil? How about the millions of girls around the world who have become basically sterile? What about bisphenol A? How about all that? How about thimerosal? They did that with all these women who were pregnant. How about Johnson & Johnson right now, to use a current little thing that just happened, was just you know told they were going to pay billions of dollars to women who've come down with ovarian cancer because of talc and asbestos and their baby powder and baby powder products. Oh, yes, yeah, it just happened. And let's not forget the women of the 50s who were told by the same Food and Drug Administration and their medical doctors to take an injection of diacetylbestrol, DES, to help maintain pregnancies. They didn't bother to tell them that down the road that the girls from these mothers would be infertile and that the boys would end up with testicular cancer. Oh, yeah, they didn't bother to tell anybody about that, did they? So this is the same group that's telling you now to inject little six-month-old infants. Well, shoot, they give a brand-new newborn hepatitis shot, don't they? With so much mercury, you know, a thousand-pound man can't handle it. Yeah, all the time, all the time, all the time. This is what they do. i got to give Tucker Carlson credit. He just ripped the whole thing with Fauci. And guys, listen to me. The whole thing wasn't about the coronavirus, which quickly mutated, because you could easily mitigate that with B, I'm sorry, with D, C, potassium iodide, zinc, or you could even use ivermectin. You had the ability to correct that pretty quickly. It was all about getting these vaccines in the people, carbon vaccine injections. Here's what Tucker Carlson says. The whole thing was a fraud. Tucker Carlson rips the U.S. government officials who helped China cover up the COVID origins after the bombshell Vanity Fair report while blasting 2020 letter in the Lancet that stifled investigations into Wuhan leak lab theory. Guys, we warned you. We told you this was a eugenics bioweapon a year and a half ago. We told you that. What we didn't know and what I warned you about also was going to be an untested vaccine and how bad it was going to be. In my wildest imaginations... I did not think it was going to be this bad. I didn't. I didn't think we'd have tens of thousands of people all over the world dying and hundreds of thousands, millions of people with horrible, horrible adverse reactions. I didn't think so. But it's all part of bringing in the Chinese social credit score. EU, Austin just reported on it. They're doing it now. You're going to have to have your vaccines before you're allowed to travel to Europe. And quite frankly, I've been to Europe many times in the past, got to fly over there on free airline points and stay there in free hotels. And I'm okay with not going back because I've been there. So sorry for all the children who've never been there, the people who've never traveled to Europe down to see some of the ancient history that there's over there. But the sad part about it is, is this has been under the control of the New World Order through the European Union for over 20 years. This was a beta test for those guys. This is why they all got the same currency. This is why they opened the borders up. This is why they're now they're getting this EU passport. All of it is because the same group, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, the bloodline families run the world. And we talked about it in depth yesterday and always remember that guys that's why you got to stand firm because he is the great i am he is the same yesterday today and forever 
We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it, and we will stand against tyranny. As long as we got breath on our breath, guys. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up. We'll see you on Monday. Absolutely. And it's ironic when you hear the same people, the same groups telling you, this is safe. This is safe. You should take this experimental injection because it's safe. Oh, but hydroxychloroquine, that's not safe at all, even though it's been used, I think, on roughly 60 million people over the last, I think, 60, 70 years with pretty much no significant side effects. Oh, vitamin C treatment, that doesn't work either. That, that You can't do that. Even though it works, it's still not, a, it's not approved. The same group are the ones that brought you guys the polio vaccine back in the 60s. It was cultured with the diseased monkey kidney tissue, if you guys remember. It's contaminated with live simian virus, or otherwise known as simian virus SV40. It's found to have powerful cancer-causing effects and was discovered in numerous tumors, including various types of brain, bone, and lung cancer over the last 50 years. SV40 was even found in tumors of individuals who were never given those earlier polio vaccines, but their parents were given the vaccines, meaning the SV40 was transmitted genetically. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was safe, too, though. That was, that was supposed to be safe. As you could literally do this all day long. I don't have the time or the inclination to do it all day, though, because it's just too negative. I'm just reminding you, question it. When somebody has the, <laughs> the incentive by the tune of billions and billions of dollars in manufacturing something, that they have no liability if it's fully approved. They can't be sued. Are you really going to trust them with your body, with taking an experimental blind injection that's been on the market for six months Food preservatives don't even have that fast track. You try to do something like a basic food preservative, it takes years to get approval to actually be put in the food population of the American population supply. Food. But this isn't even there. This is a full-blown hypodermic needle injection. And now, as the doctor said, we brought up to you at the beginning of the week, they're finding the spike protein now in the blood, hence what's causing the blood clots and the heart attacks. The spike protein was never supposed to get into the blood. He goes, the spike protein's the toxin. It's the actual toxin. Listen back to earlier this week's show on it. When the detail. So again, I encourage my friends, get this research out there. Get the truth out there the best you can. The truth is, though, as we've seen, majority of people that are going to get the shot either got the shot already. Vast majority of people that are not going to, they're not going to anymore. And you've kind of learned now who people are. I have, and it goes the same way. The the vaccinated are all looking down now on the unvaccinated, and the unvaccinated are now looking down on all the vaccinated. And things, it's not even a vaccine. I don't know why I still call it that. Probably because I've just heard it so many times. People say I'm vaccinated. <laughs> just laugh. Uh, good luck with all that. Let me know how it works out for you. But again, it's gene therapy. It's what it is to its very core. The research even shows that it is. It has nothing to do with an injection as far as a vaccine. So again, my friends, thank you for the support. Thank you for standing up for the truth. I get so many emails from everybody. Every single day I'm getting emails, people just talking about standing up. And I'm, I, I encourage you. I commend you. I see these emails. A lot of them I just don't respond to them because people are just – I send so many. Read them next. 
But again, I see them and I appreciate you and I thank you for standing up for what you believe in. If you guys need anything, feel free to give us a call. Healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Got another fresh batch of the food buckets in. And again, I told you earlier, we have the ultimate multiple powder on sale right now. Brand new batch just came in yesterday. Right off the press. On sale for 15% off. Be sure to check it out, my friends. Thank you again for the support. And again, stand up. Hold your head up high. Breathe fresh air. Especially if you don't even want to do it. Do it for your kids. Let your kids see you stand up high. Let them see you live like a free American. Not under the guise of fear. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Always remember that. Always remember that. There's nothing to be scared of. Be awake, be strong, be vigilant, and be prepared. You see something coming, you get prepared for it. You see seven-year drought coming, you get prepared for it. It's what we were designed to do. Get prepared for it. And that way when the storm occurs, it's nothing new. You're like, oh, I expected this. I got the food, and I got the ammo, and I got everything stocked up, and I got medical supplies, and I got water. Oh, all right. We'll just take it as it goes. Again, thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Enjoy your weekend. Have a safe weekend. Stay prepped as always. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.